It's a mama singing songs about the Lord. It's a daddy spending family time the world says he cannot afford. These simple moments change the world. It's a pastor at a tiny little church. Forty years of loving on the broken and the hurt. These simple moments change the world. Welcome to Warriors for Christ, where we hope to encourage, inspire, and bring people closer to Jesus Christ. Hey everybody, today's words of encouragement are a relationship with God is the best relationship you can have. Which is, I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, today we have a special guest, Josh, how are you? I'm good, I'm glad to be here with you guys. I know you've, this is a long time in the making. We've tried to get together a couple of different times, but um, schedules finally aligned and we're able to talk yeah, about I'm a glad. subject that... Mm-hmm. Um, I think is really important. So I'm excited for you guys venturing out, trying something new with the podcast. And yeah, excited to hear what God has to say. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we know Josh from the Cove. He, he helped us out in youth and he's now like the new fill-in pastor at the Cove. Yeah, ooh. Guess you can call it that. New step-up job. Ooh, going up. I am the interim campus pastor as well as the discipleship pastor. So I have two roles that I'm playing for. That's ooh. awesome. Okay, okay, okay. Getting up big there with big buddy. Okay, so. Well, speaking of prayer, Josh, would you like to explain what you think prayer means? Sure, I think it's always important to go to scripture and to look at what scripture has to, to say. And um, the word that's used oftentimes in the biblical um, sense is, um, literally means to ask. That's what prayer is. It's, sometimes it's even called to beg or to, to um Supplicate, you probably heard the word supplication before. Um, but I think of the passage in Philippians 4 where it says that we're not supposed to worry about anything but to always go and bring everything before God with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make our requests known to God. And so prayer is simply ask, us asking and acknowledging that God is the one that we need to talk to. And you'll find prayer all throughout Scripture. Uh, sometimes people, I think, get focused on what prayer how prayer is said and like there's some magic formula or you need to make sure that you pray the right way but prayer is simply talking to God it's simply asking God um, and what you're doing is you're acknowledging that he is the one that's able and um, willing to do what you're asking him to do and there's a whole bunch that we can cover I don't know what the scope of the conversation about prayer is but we're talking about um, the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament um, has much to say about prayer and when we should pray and, and how we should pray. I mean, I think if we're going to really talk about prayer, we should probably go to when Jesus talks about teaching his disciples to pray. And you find that in the Gospels and you've probably heard the Lord's Prayer before. Mm-hmm. And he goes through kind of um, just a different things to pray for. Um, and also there's things as far as prayer is there can be things that we should pray for and there should be things that we shouldn't pray for. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a scripture that says that um, we we have not because we ask not. But sometimes we do ask and the scripture says that we ask the wrong thing and that if mm-hmm. we ask according to God's will, he'll give it to us. And so sometimes there's people who go out there and say, well, if you just pray, God's going to give you the answer. And sure, certainly he will always give you an answer. And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes the answer is wait. 
but if we think that God is some type of genie in a bottle where we can just rub, you know, and so to speak, grab his attention and say, well, you know, today I would like to, you know, make more money or I'd like to have this car. That's not how prayer works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer is not something that's for us. Uh, prayer is something that we do on behalf of other people and for the ministry of what God's called us to do. And so prayer isn't something we should use selfishly. Uh, prayer is something that we should use for others' benefit. And so I think um, it'd be good to maybe dive into some of those aspects of it. But uh, what do you guys think prayer means? Um, before you get to that, I actually have a question. So say, for instance, right, that you're uh, sick, right, or you have some sort of illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you still, like, pray to God for... Say for instance, you're ill. Would that be like a selfish thing to have, or? Well, if you look at it, I mean, especially if you're in a family, um, it, like you are a value to those around you. I mean, that's why God, especially, has created us for relationships. And so, of course, your life is valuable, and it's not selfish to stay alive. In fact, um, it's one of the most unselfish things to do is to stay alive and to help mm-hmm. um, for other people. Of course, you know. It depends on, again, why you're living. If it's all about you, that's a, that's a wrong way to live. But still, the act of living is one of the gracious, most gracious things that God's given to us and uh, one of the most precious things. And so uh, it would definitely be according to God's will to ask for him to, to heal you. But just because we ask to pray for that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the answer. Because I have stories of people who have been supernaturally healed um, and, you know, they had cancer and they were in stage four of that cancer and they're just there the prognosis was hey you've got a couple of weeks to live and there's just no way even without chemotherapy they come back in and they're completely healed i mean it's a miracle and and god answers that prayer but i also know stories in fact a personal story where my brother-in-law's brother he got cancer at 29 years old and four months went from completely healthy to um, passing away of, of a cancer it was so aggressive in his, in his spinal cord and we were praying the same prayers we were asking God to take it away and to heal him and God chose not to do that um, his answer for us was not the way that we would have had things go from a human perspective but remember this we often think things about the temporal we think about things here on earth and this is not our final destination. This is just a traveling place, so to speak. This is just a, a temporary residence. Our final destination is with Jesus in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so as a believer, if we, start to real, if we start to have the wrong thinking about us being here on this planet, that this is actually home, then, yeah, we can understand why it would never be a good instance for someone that's a, to, to pass away, to have to go into, away from this world and their family. But if you take it from the sense that this is not our final destination anyways, and that one of the things that we saw as a result of this, this, uh, my brother's law brother's name was John. He had someone he had been praying for for years. And because of his passing and the testimony that John had during this entire cancel ba- can- uh, cancer battle, um, he came to know Jesus. He became a follower of Jesus and accepted him as his personal savior because of John's passing. And so... We have to remember that Romans eight twenty eight, where it says all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to his purpose. The previous verses tells us what that good is. And that is when we're made to be like the image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So sometimes our idea of good is not necessarily what God wants us because he's not concerned with the temporal. He's concerned with us for all eternity. We're always short sighted sometimes in how we think. So absolutely it's a good thing to pray for mm-hmm. healing never not pray for because we don't know what God's will is and we don't know what he's going to do and sometimes God's waiting for us to pray 
Um, but also that doesn't, it's not a guarantee for sure that person will, will um, necessarily be the answer that we're looking for because the good may be a different definition than what we see from our perspective. You don't know what God's doing behind the scenes. Uh, and so I'll say this. Prayer sometimes moves the hand of God. Mm. And second of all, sometimes prayer changes the heart of the prayer. Right. Sometimes the reason why we pray is because we align ourselves with what God has to say in his word. And it gets us our heart prepared. Right. Mm-hmm. So. All right, cool. So I guess it will be my turn. Um, so I looked up the dictionary term of prayer. And it says a solemn request for help or expression of thanks mm-hmm. to address to God or an object of worship. For me, I think prayer is more of like also like a conversation, yeah. right? Like I don't think prayer should be extremely formal, right? I think, you know, you need, if you have to ask God for something, again, like healing or, you know, a friend's going through like a rough patch in his life, like he lost his job or um, something happened to his family member, you know, just helping, you know, asking for that person for some guidance or just some help or just anything of that sort could also be like something to pray for you know i think um prayer as long as is for healing as well as helping people or pray for somebody to get through like a rough patch not just yourself but you know again for like others i think that's also another thing for prayer as well yeah i can agree with, with both what brandon and josh said that it is i agree that's a conversation with god and that we're also we're also asking for like that begging and it's kind of like having a conversation like you would with a close friend, I guess. And I know we don't only just pray for miracles or forgiveness. I know we're supposed to pray like before we eat and I guess before we go to bed. Is that just because like we're just like so blessed and we want to just continue? Yeah, I was had a question about that too. Like why yeah, do we I, I, bless I, our like why do we I know we should say, you know, of course thanks for, you know, God giving us this food. But why do we exactly like, what is the purpose of, like, blessing your food? Well, that's why you go to Chick-fil-A, because it's pre-blessed chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's good. No. Um, there's, a great, there's, a, there's a great question. In fact, I've had this exact same conversation. There is some, uh, some people use a scripture that talks about um, that in everything that we do, that we can thank God for it. And that um, there's been several places you find scripturally where Jesus blessed the food before he mm-hmm. dispersed it and gave it to the disciples even at the Last Supper. Um, but here comes, here's the issue. I think a lot of things start with the right intention and a good heart, but then as time becomes, it turns into a tradition and we've lost the why. And I think that many times we pray and we're not actually really praying. We're just saying a bunch of words. Thank you for this meal, God. You know, whatever. There's a lot of ways that you could you could say it. But we're more of just doing something that's tradition that we've grown up doing. And I don't see how that's at all really praying because who are you talking to? Are you just speaking out a, you know, a couple of words or a poem, so to speak, that you've used to saying over and over again? Or are you actually being thankful and engaging in a conversation with God? Um, so there's certainly some patterns there in Scripture, but it's certainly not a sin if you don't pray mm-hmm. and thank the Lord for your food. All the time in Scripture would very clearly tell you hey this is what you need to do but i think there are certainly things that we should be thankful for everything like scripture says in philippians and also other passages we look again at jesus blessing the food so praying for our food is is recognizing that our provider and where everything comes from is god in the first place and um so we're, we're being thankful but i think it be- become 
just meaningless words if we just mm -hmm. pray when we wake up and pray when we go to sleep and we're not actually engaging. But that can be in anything, right? You can sing, you know, you can, you can go to church and sing all the songs, so mm -hmm. to speak, and just be saying words that are kind of robotic out of your mouth and not actually engaging in your heart because you know oh, the yeah. words so, or, so you sang them so many times, the melody. So we always have to be cautious to ask, hey, how is my heart? Am I engaging? Because that's what God sees. Remember, if you look all throughout um, the Bible, you'll find that, you know, there's, a, there's even a, a Bible verse that says that man looks on the outward, right? He's always looking on the outside, but God looks and sees the heart. So God's always concerned with the inner part of us. He's concerned not mm -hmm. with our actions, but, but what are we doing in our heart? Where's our motivations at? And so prayer is one of those things. Prayer can be a repetitious, vain thing. In fact, I was uh, looking up some of the passage while you guys were talking. And in Luke chapter 18, there's the two different people who are praying, one of them is a Pharisee and one of them is a publican. If you know mm -hmm. anything about the Pharisee, the Pharisee was a very religious person. Uh, somebody who knew all the laws, the 600 plus laws that they had to keep as part of the Jewish tradition. Um, and very much um, a religious elite, you could, you could say. And the Bible says that these two men went to the temple to pray and the Pharisee stood out on a public corner next to the temple and began to... <laughs> Basically, we pray out loud and say, I'm thankful I'm not like other people are, like an unjust man. You know, like even even this this person who's uh, maybe next to me, probably talking about the tax collector, the publican who was at that time. And he starts talking about all the things that he did. You know, how I fast twice a week and I give tithes and all these things. And that wasn't prayer. That was simply him basically self-proclaiming his goodness. He was bragging, essentially. Um, and then they had contrast that with the publican or the, the tax collector. Um, and he's on his knees, not in a public, but he's in private and he's on his knees. And the, script, the Bible says that he's actually like pounding his, he's, he's physically so upset realizing that, you know, he's a guilty before God and that, that, you know, that he understands that he, he needs God's righteousness. And so he lifts up his eyes up to heaven and asks God to, to, to forgive him and to uh, be merciful to him. And as Jesus begins to talk about the story, he says, which one is going to be exalted, the one who humbled himself or the one who exalted himself? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful that when we are praying and we're asking, it's not for some tradition or it's not for some person that we're trying to impress. I think sometimes when we pray publicly, we're praying to other people. We're not really praying to God. We're trying to impress them with our words yeah. or to say something specific. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... No, when scripture is very clear that when you go to pray, you know, go, there's a time for private, uh, public prayer, of course, but when you pray, go into a quiet space, into a closet and pray and, and acknowledge that God is who he is and that you're doing it from heart. So really it comes back to why are you praying, mm -hmm. right? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you, what is the heart behind it? Is it to impress or is it because you really want to know what God wants for you? You're asking for an answer or because you want to see something changed? Or because you just want to recognize that God is who he says he is and that he's holy and just and perfect and you're recognizing that. So I think that's a, a huge part of prayer is understanding what prayer is, is who are you communicating to? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said. I know like in, I guess, elementary school or earlier than that, they would teach us all these prayers that we would say before lunch or something and you get to memorize it. But I think also what you said 
that prayer, like every day I try to add something different to what I said the other day or something that's going on in the world or talking about COVID or something. Yeah, just for, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Just to like add something different every day is important. Yeah, like for me, you know, for me, I think it's been more tradition, you know, because you know, even before, um, sometimes I would like forget to say prayer before I would eat. My parents were like, hey, you know, say prayer before you eat. But, you know, I always wondered in the back of my mind, you know, why are we praying for the food? Again, you know, I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't be thankful for it, you know, but like sometimes it's just like, no, I ask, like, why are we doing this? Like, you know, because again, I've been, you know, we were, like uh, Austin said, we've been doing it since elementary school. We've been learning mm-hmm. it since elementary school. And for me, they never really told me, I guess, specifically why, but I guess I was too young to understand at the same time. Well, now they don't even talk about yeah they don't really even Christian talk. related things as much mm-hmm. as they used to yeah because in even, school yeah even right now you know I'm going to college and uh, I'm actually taking intro to Old Testament for uh, class oh that's cool yeah this coming up semester so hopefully you know I'll learn more from that but again going back to your prayer thing you know I just never knew like why we did the stuff that we do or you know just like you know, learning about conversations and stuff like that. So, you know, I thought that was a... I think this is a good opportunity then for us to step back and say, okay, everything that we do should have a why behind it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good to question. I think one of the things about your guys' generation and even some of my generation is that we always wanted to know the why behind what we're doing. And we weren't... I mean, sometimes, of course, we were asking the why because we didn't really want to know the answer. We are just saying, why I don't want to do this. But other times, I think it's good to ask the why question if we really do want to know those answers because the why should determine the what. Like, if you don't... If you don't really know why you're learning the, these prayers, or these sayings, or why we're doing the thing, why do we pray before we eat? We then obviously we're, our heart can't be doing what the purpose of it was designed to do because yeah. we don't even know. And and let me clarify here: I'm not saying that memorizing prayers or saying reciting those prayers are a bad thing. I think that's excellent that we do that. Mm-hmm. It's just don't lose the the heart behind the prayer that you're saying. Don't lose the the why, the actual purpose behind that prayer, because I think it's beautiful to be able to to use some of those. In fact, the Lord's Prayer is one of those things that people will quote, and it's not that that's a bad thing to do. In fact, there's days where I'll pray that word for word, you know, the Lord's Prayer, but it's, am I engaging in that conversation? And that's the thing that we have to be careful in, because it's just as humans, we get into a ruts, right? Mm-hmm. We, like to, we like to do things almost without thinking about it, and prayer is something that we're having a conversation with God, and obviously, if we're talking like we are right now. If we've all tuned out of each other and we're not listening to each other, we can't really have a conversation or continue a relationship because we're all just doing our own thing, saying words, but not actually getting to know each other or having a conversation and moving things forward. Right. Mm-hmm. I know even it's also important to pray before bed. Is that just because like you're blessed that you're here and you want to... I actually never done well, that before. I know, I know like, like my prayer, I just say like I'm blessed that I'm alive today and I hope that I can make another day tomorrow. And I know. I've life. actually, I've actually never, you know, actually done prayer before that. I never, you know, I never heard about. That. Well, that's yeah, just that's just me. That's but. just like when I was little. My parents oh, yeah. always taught yeah, me think, like a, like kind of like a poem, I guess, something to say. Yeah, something to like you know, be thankful for your day. I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, that we're still alive, and that we're all blessed. And also, I have another question. I'm sorry, but um, is oh. there is there such thing as like, I guess, too much prayer? Like you just pray like too much throughout your day, or is that? No, actually, there's a scripture that you guys have here later on in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Yeah. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So you certainly can't pray too much. But let me let me clarify. There's, I really believe that if you were to look at it, there's two 
ways we can pray. Mm-hmm. We can pray in a specific time where that's the only thing we're doing, a focused prayer where, you know, sometimes you can be on your hands and knees. You see that people fall prostrate on the ground and really humility before God and spending time. You've heard people get on their knees and praying. And it's not, I mean, that's just showing again, the reason why you do that is not that you need to pray every time on your knees. It's mm-hmm. just them trying to show an outward expression of their inward heart that they were humbling themselves before before God. But when you're doing that, that is a focused, intensive time of intercessory prayer where you're praying on behalf of somebody else or you're praying for a specific situation and you're praying through a prayer list. There's also what, what um, I believe First Thessalonians 5 is talking about, which you're referring to, can you pray too much? Mm-hmm. That's a constant line of communication throughout the day. So for example, there are times where I talk with my wife for a, a set amount of time where it's not like we turn on a timer and we start it, but we have a conversation where there's nothing else going on except for us having a conversation with each other. And that can be about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Then there are times like throughout the day, I've also been communicating with my wife through text or giving her a phone call or thinking about her and all those things. That's what prayer can be as well, where ever all throughout the day, I'm acknowledging God and saying, Lord, Hey, you know, I'm frustrated right now. Like I need your help. And it's not you like clearing out your, you know, space and getting on your hands and knees, but it could be as you're driving or you're going through the grocery store or whatever it may be, whatever situation you're in. Hey Lord, I'm just letting you know I'm still here and I'm having that constant open line of communication. So it's not like prayer is to one specific slot, to one specific time, at one specific place. There's a time and place for that for sure. Mm -hmm. But it can be any place, any time, and a constant line of communication. That's what we're talking about. Because ultimately... If you, where you're leaning to, if like, if there's too much prayer, you're getting to where the monks are, right? So, so those who are monks basically have said, I, I absolve myself from anything that is not studying in prayer. And, um, as those who live a life where we have responsibilities for families, you know, especially for, for me with, I'm married and I have a a, a son, a one-year-old son, um, if I were to pray and to fast and to, um, and to, read my read the bible all day mm-hmm. when would i be able to take care of them and that's a responsibility god's given in fact paul yes. talks about that in his word so um to neglect you know like the most spiritual thing you can do isn't always to read your bible and so to speak pray in a specific time setting where it's intercessory prayer sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take care of your family sometimes the most for you guys might be reaching out to a friend saying how mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. you know can i can i can i can i just encourage you for a moment or or whatever it may be. So we have to recognize that as well when it comes to, to prayer. There's no such thing as too much, but I think um, the type of prayer, whether it's a open line of constant communication versus a, I'm going to specifically and intentionally pray at this specific slot in time. So is that like, you know, like a quality over quantity? Because I always thought, you know, it should be like the quality should be there, not like, you know, just pray, like, you know, throughout the day. It's both. You know it's a both and. It's not an either or. It's a, I, I can pray specifically for something and I'm given specific attention to this mm-hmm. and it can be throughout the day. You can bring it up. That's the great thing. It's a conversation. Right. We yeah. gotta remember that prayer again is not an act that is done in isolation. It's a conversation that we're having with God. Right. So how would you treat, you know, like, um, literally you and Austin have, when you're even preparing for this podcast, mm-hmm. you guys are talking through things and you're having a conversation and sometimes you get together and you have a planning meeting mm-hmm. and then there might be times where you have an idea and you're talking back and forth. Yes. That's a relationship. Right. That's the same thing we have with God. It's a relationship. It's not religion where I'm just trying to do all these boxes that I need to check. Right. It's a relationship with him. So remember, 
the same way you have a relationship with a human being is the same thing way you would have a relationship with God. In fact, he's modeled us to interact after him. He's, we're created in his own image. And so, of course, it's a, a supernatural, it's a spiritual relationship because um, we don't physically get to see God mm-hmm. as of right now. One day we will. I wonder if we're believers in, in heaven. But at this point, um, we communicate through him, the Bible says, through spirit and through truth, right? Those are the ways that we, we worship the Father. And so when we pray, we have to do it in those ways. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say something, but Josh, you can back me up here. Like, where do you think we should start reading the Bible? I mean, I know it says, like you said, there's verses that teach us how to pray and how we should help out others. And what do you, like, how do you think we should just start if we never prayed before? Yeah, well, I was actually had this ready to go. Matthew chapter 6, if anyone's listening to this, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. If you want to pull out, you know, a Bible, I'll read this. It says, pray then like this. The disciples were asking Jesus this very question. They mm-hmm. said, well, why don't you teach us to pray? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that these words need to be specifically prayed every time. It's the concepts that he's teaching them behind it. So he says, our Father, when you pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, you're holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in, as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, for thine is the glory and thine and yours is the kingdom forever. Amen. Uh, and really what he's teaching is there's a couple things we can learn from this passage. Number one, acknowledge who you're talking to. Your father, right? Mm-hmm. You have God the father and your father wants to take care of you. Like I know that now even as a dad, like before, you know, having Jackson, I kind of understood this concept, but now I... I get it in a way that I've never understood it before, which is I want to provide for my son. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll do anything and every, everything I can to take care of him, to give him the needs and the wants that he has um, to a point where you're willing to sacrifice your own self for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm imperfect. I'm a human being that has a sin nature. How much more does God the Father want to do that for his children? Right? And he has yeah. unlimited resources. So recognize who you're talking to. It's God. That he's, how will be your name? Which means he's set apart. There's no one like him. He's holy. So acknowledge who you're talking to. Next, acknowledge what you're supposed to be here for. Acknowledge the mission. Mm-hmm. It's all about his kingdom coming down here to earth. You know, on earth it is, is in heaven. Your will be done. Uh, is what he's saying. Like, ultimately, again, we don't, our, our final destination isn't here. So when we pray, we're recognizing, reminding ourselves, I'm, I'm not here for this earth. I'm here to be engaged in the mission. What is the mission? Well, Matthew tells us about that and all throughout scripture. That is to give the gospel of Jesus Christ, to help other people become disciples mm-hmm. and to make disciples, it's to go, to win, to teach, to baptize. And then it says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. It's saying, hey, give us the resources that we need. God tells us to pray for those things that we, um, we need for us to live and to survive. And then he also says, forgive us our debts, you know, where we have transgressed or whether it's financially, we've had a, a situation where we're in debt to somebody or maybe we're in debt to somebody because of something that they've done for us. Um, and then we need to make sure that we're forgiving other people's debts, mm-hmm. that we're living in a, in a, in a lifestyle and a pattern of forgiveness, just as God forgives us. And then finally, he says the last thing. Hey, and don't lead us in temptation. We should protect us. We should pray to, for deliverance from the evil one that you've heard people say, hey, Lord, put a hedge of protection about you know, this person or about my family. That's biblical. We should make sure that we're saying, hey, keep the evil one, keep Satan and all the things that would be evil that are trying to get, us, get after us as we're doing the mission of Jesus. Stop that. We should be praying those things. So 
your prayer can look a lot different, but here's mm-hmm. some things to incorporate. So that was just kind of a walkthrough, basic understanding of that's the first place to start. Take take a few minutes and walk through the, the Lord's Prayer there, but maybe in your own words, take those key kind of principles and apply them to what you're going through. When I think of prayer, it's a pretty big deal. Basically the same way it is to a lot of people. You're reaching out. You're asking for a favor or guidance of any kind. Of course, we pray before meals. We pray before we go to bed at night. Here's a popular example. You have a loved one or a friend who could be very severely sick and could possibly die, whether it's cancer or pneumonia. You pray that he or she feels better again and gets healthy and able to walk again and on and on. Or you pray that, you know, maybe you'll do good on that test and you'll be able to pass. Or um, you'll be able to do good on that job interview. It could be almost anything. It could be severe or it could be just, you know, a little boost of luck. Now, of course, it's not like a traditional fortune cookie or foil clover. You're talking one-on-one with somebody, and that's a big deal. You're not talking to a cookie with a piece of paper or a green little leaf. You're talking to Lord Almighty himself, and it takes a lot. So that's usually when I think of prayer. That's what comes to mind. That was really good. <laughs> I'm just going to reference a story that I researched about prayer. Have you heard of Daniel and the Lions, Brandon? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard it when I was a kid. Have yeah, I have too. But the story takes place in Judah and was taken over by King, however you say it, Nebuchadnezzar. 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 Man, that's, that's a funny word or funny name. It's not something we use today in our Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Mm-hmm. But Daniel, he was a young boy at this time, and they were all Jews that were thrown in the prison of Babylon. And he, Daniel was a prison or a prisoner for, for years, but then one day he was taken to the king's palace, and Daniel wanted to teach others like about the new country and help them become great leaders. He was, a very, he was like a young man at this point, and he, he would worship God, and God was pleased by him, and he gave Daniel a gift to interpret dreams similar to Joseph's story that we talked about in a previous episode. But one night, the king had a dream that he did not understand, so so Daniel interpreted it. And uh, it meant that the king would be living with the wild animals, and he would eat grass like a cow would. But then God, he told Daniel that the king would have to do this for seven years until he follows him. And God was not happy with the king, so he did turn him into a wild animal. Like he had long hair and his nails were like a claw of a bird. But the king did start praising God after seven years. And the king did eventually die and his son became the next king. And King Belzar, I guess how you say it, this name. He saw one day that there was like a ghost carving or writing on the walls. And they, he asked Daniel about it because he heard that he can like interpret all these dreams and stuff. But Daniel, from what God told him kingdom was going to be overtaken by the enemies and this did happen that the king he was killed in battle that night that god was telling him about and then uh king darius he like overtook the kingdom now and he he also heard so much about what daniel and what he did and he became jealous of him so he said he created a new law he said if he catches anyone praying to god he would throw them into the lion's dead or den and uh that God, he would have to like kind of like save you if in order to come back. 
and Daniel did pray to God, and he was caught praying to God, and he was thrown into the lion's den. And Daniel did continue to pray, even when he was scared, being thrown into that lion's den. But the lions did not hurt him. Instead, they were like his friends. And the, uh, King Darius, he saw that, and he let Daniel, Daniel go, like he promised. And Daniel, eventually, he did become the king's most trusted advisor, and he did interpret many dreams to come. I think this story just like went totally along with prayer. It, what Daniel, he did pray to God during these situations, and I guess God rewarded him for that, and he saved him. And Daniel, he trusted God and would pray every night and worship how great he is. Yeah, I remember that story as well. Um, yeah, um, I think it took a lot of faith and trust oh, yeah. to you know pray, even through getting thrown in and all the lights surrounding him. I remember it was dark, and mm-hmm. you know, him praying as the lions are coming up on him that must yeah I, I think that took like a lot of faith in God and courage and, and but again like a lot of heart in his prayers too mm-hmm. so I think again I think that was a great um, that was a great uh, addition and remember that one of the things I agree with Daniel's story is that you know part of prayer is having faith right mm-hmm. and one of the things we do as believers is to walk by faith and not by sight yes and faith of course is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen but faith isn't believing that God can mm-hmm. it's acting on the belief that he will and that's what Daniel did he could have said I know God could save me you know yeah. from the lion's den or that I won't have punishment but he actually opened up his windows and still prayed, even though the king's command mm-hmm. was to not do that, and he'll be thrown into a lion's den. He mm-hmm. still, so his actions, it's not just something he believed in his heart, it's something that he did with his actions. And so part of, of prayer is to follow up with that, with the actions behind it, and say, Lord, I know this is what you put in my heart, but now I want to follow through with that. Now for verse of the day. Today's verse comes from the YouVersion Bible app. Today's date is the 16th of September. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. 1 Corinthians 13.1 Hello guys, and thank you for listening this far. This episode, I think, is a really important episode talking about prayer. And thank you, Josh, for helping us with this. And I went to him because I knew there was a ton of things he can help us of what to share to you guys because he's good with encouraging teenagers and maybe young adults and adults even because he he helps out with the youth. And I know he doesn't get to preach much. This might be an opportunity for him to help reach out to others through our podcast, which we hope to encourage, inspire, and bring people closer to Jesus. And yeah... But speaking of prayer, this intro song we chose today was John Wilson, Dream Small. My friend Maria, uh, she actually recommended this song for me. She's been really great. She's also been sending me some pretty awesome words of encouragement for our Instagram. Give her a big shout out for me if you can. Yeah, I can't wait to get her on this podcast one day. And thank you, Maria. You've been a really big help for us. But going back to this song here relating to prayer it says keep loving keep serving keep listening keep learning keep praying keep hoping keep seeking keep searching add up the small things and watch them grow bigger the god who does all these things makes ocean from rivers meaning that we can trust god with whatever we're going through he'll be there for us like going back to our trust episode and yeah we can pray to him and 
there is a way he can, like, make our problems go away or, or even make miracles happen for us. Because we're really, truly blessed to be here. And we have a wonderful God. Is He's our weapon that we can use to fight our battles. Because he is bigger than any problem we'll ever face. Yeah, and uh, speaking, this came up to my th mind when Josh was talking about going to the, I guess like the closet or the bathroom or your room to pray, somewhere where it's quiet. There's this movie that my family loves. It's called The War Room. It's like where they, this lady, she would fight all of her battles in the closet just by praying to God. And I encourage you guys to watch and listen to that uh, movie. It's a very good m movie. And it's actually, I think it was filmed, some of it was filmed in Burkdale, which is pretty interesting, in North Carolina. But, and I want to thank you, Nick, for uh, doing the verse of the day and giving us your input on prayer. I know you couldn't join us live here today because he was busy at work, but thank you. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're part of this podcast with us. I think you have some good points and thoughts and of views that you've been just helping us out. Okay, anyways, I just want to say before we have Josh pray it out here, I think it's always good to ask questions and learn new things. That's what, that's what I think, because I think it's really important to ask new questions. Like, I was asking Josh about things I didn't re really understand with prayer, and so was Brandon. It just helps if you have someone else just help you go through whatever you're going through. And it, I always learn new things every day with this podcast. I think it's important. But thank you guys again for listening, and we're going to have Josh pray us out here. And remember, that's going to be a thing we're going to do every episode. We're going to have, we're going to pray us out this time. That's what we've been really been waiting for this episode. Yeah, so because we had prayer this week, which will it'll be the, the week of the 30th, actually. I keep, keep getting my dates mixed up. But we'll continue to do that our next episode, When Life Goes Wrong, Carry On my little cheesy episode I came up with I think that's going to also be a great episode and it'll be pretty it's going to be pretty deep but stay tuned for that guys and thank you again thank you Josh for joining us you're really a wonderful friend to have and I really look up to you man but we do live in a wonderful world but hey um, this has been a good conversation oh yeah, uh, for us yeah. Today. I appreciate you guys bringing bringing me on to this conversation well, thank you and for joining us a challenge for it but uh why don't you guys have anything else to say otherwise we can kind of close out on a word of prayer uh yeah so for now on we're going to start closing out in prayer you know thanks josh for starting this off but you know for now on we're going to try incorporating prayers and all our podcasts here um anything else to add no <laughs> <laughs> all right uh could you pray us out sure absolutely jesus we thank you for um, this opportunity we've had to come before, um, even just gathering together, it says in scripture, there were two or three gathered in, uh, your midst that or gathered together that you are in the midst of it. And so we're thankful for that. I pray that you would help us to learn to pray better and, um, Lord more and more often. Um, but also recognize it's not words that we say or some magic phrasing or poems that we speak. Um, Lord, it's simply having a relationship with you and a conversation and acknowledging that you are God, that you are our Father, um, and that you are the one who provides for us and, and keeping ourselves focused on the mission at hand and what you've called us to do, that we don't, we're not residents of this earth, Lord, but that we're travelers and that 
one day, uh, if we know you as our personal Savior, we'll, we'll spend eternity with you. And Lord, our job is to give the gospel so that as many people, um, you know, your word says that you're not willing that anyone should, should have to perish, but that all would come to repentance and to know that your gift of, of righteousness can be given to them. Lord, we've given that mission. So I pray that we would um, pray about that and also, Lord, act on that behalf as well. Thank you, uh, Lord, for Austin and Brandon and for this podcast. I pray to be encouragement for those that are listening and, um, Lord, that it would just shine your light and help people to um, become more like you as disciples and followers of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you, guys.